Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or ever listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so excited to share that this episode is brought to you by our friends at Motto. Motto is the new no-nonsense hookup app for gay and queer people. Hookup apps have become a staple in queer culture, but they've also come with bullshit. Headless torsos, blank profiles, catfish, and endless scrolling of the grid. We've all been there. On Motto, every profile is verified by a real human, and every photo has a face. Motto sends you a daily match of people who match your interests and kinks. There are no fees, no ads, and no nonsense. Get Motto today by going to tinyurl.com slash mottoblocktalk, or visit the link in my link tree. Motto. Getting queer hookups without the nonsense. And as always, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit TheatreTheNow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. If you want to be the best, don't you have to beat the best? Not according to this season's dreaded question, but all that comes on the heels of one of the best musicals that happened in a quite timely time. It's time to talk all things Drag Race 15, and joining me is a vocalist who is ready to sing out and let loose. Hassan, how are you? Hello, darling. I'm great. I am just here in my apartment having a little bit of Prosecco to, you know, get myself... Uh, I'm here for it. I am here yeah. for it. Um... Listen, Drag Race makes you want to drink, doesn't it? Or is it just me? Oh, my God. I mean, (laughs) hey, listen, these girls are very honest this season. They are bringing it. Um, The looks are there. The personalities are for sure there. I'm, I'm, I'm at the edge of my seat sometimes, to be honest. Yeah. Well, friends, I got some drag news of the week for you. We officially have the cast of Drag Race Espana 3. Wepa. I am so excited. Will you be watching? I will be watching. Yes, I have. I did not. See I, season I'm very. Two. I did not see season two, but season one was everything. So I do have to some catch up. Well, you, you'll have to come on and chat with me about um, season three. I am very excited. I very infamously, infamously said that Drag Race Espana is one of the best, if not the best, franchise in all of Drag Race. Yes, some yeah. of the best queens, some of the most exciting um, runways best talent show we've ever had mm-hmm. and guess what they're joining the family they are bringing a cisgender queen onto the show that's incredible that's incredible stream making again uh also out of drag she's very attractive like she's hot work i'm excited very i'm cute. excited to see these these girls and just i mean look at how far we've come right <laughs> like i remember when drag race was just like you know, this little TV show, but it was like really big only in the community. And now it's like full mainstream. I mean, Drag Race, yeah, it's, they're slaying. They're slaying the damn thing. They are certainly slaying and it's keeping me active. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. It's kind, of, kind of, it's kind of crazy to know that like I might right now have more listeners in other countries than I do in America, which is fine. It's just how it works. But there you go. Um, I'm here <laughs> for it. All right, as always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters presented through us in reality television production. We are shown with the enemy on television wants to see. We are actually wasn't present. Yes, the real people get an opportunity to go on television to that, but they put themselves in to discuss what's said on the podcast for entertainment and discuss reality television show. All right, la- now that's out of the way. 12 episodes in, um, three months of drag race. How are you feeling? 
I'm at the edge of my seat every week. I actually, so I actually host a drag race viewing party. Um, and mm-hmm. and it, it and it's just so interesting to watch everybody's live reactions to the show. Um, it is definitely, it's definitely been a very engaging season, um, which I'm so happy about because uh, there, there's been other seasons, um, <laughs> no shade, but where where the girls have, you know, just it's just kind of been RuPaul's best friend race, right? And mm-hmm. it, it feels very reminiscent of the earlier Drag Race seasons when everybody was like, no, this is, you're, you're I mean, this is what the truth is. And and this is how it's going to be. And also just having um, just such a so- solid group of girls has been very refreshing to watch for sure. Yeah. I, I, with that, I'm, I, eventually when I do my um, fun little project coming soon and I do the history of drag race, I, I kind of want to go back and I think I want to pinpoint when the show kind of changed from being the drag shade we love to everyone trying to be Miss Congeniality because they realize if you become Miss Congeniality, you get money. Yes. Um, I'm fairly certain that's why it was so sweet for a while. I think, it was um, but I, I don't know. Nine in season 10, somewhere. Yeah, like yeah, it was around that time, I think, that it all started. I think maybe Monet was like the first one to get like dough. Yeah. Uh, maybe Cynthia. I don't know. Either way, like it was. There was money being attached to these prizes, and they're like, "If I'm not gonna win, let me just be nice." No, that's not how we are. Was like, everybody was like, "Oh, hey, girl, you look great. You did great, or whatever." And then it was just very like nice to your face, but behind your back, they were like, "Chop." Listen, this community, we are all shady motherfuckers, and I will say I'm a shady motherfucker too. I know a lot of shady motherfuckers, and you know I'm calling you out soon, bitches. Uh-huh. But uh, for now. Let's talk about Drag Race. Work. <laughs> Let's talk about Drag Race. Marsha is out just a week before the musical. Poor girl. She must be so sad. I know. I know. It is It is insane that she would have killed it. I mean, come on. Oh, I have a, th- I have a theory. We'll get to it. Well, I have a big theory. <laughs> she would have killed it. Yeah. Selena will share that she believes that Marsha should have gone home a long time ago. One shade. Two, if she thinks Marsha should have gone home, who do you think she would have wanted to stay? And three, which weeks did she think Marsha should have been in the bottom instead of her? Um, Selena, a little delusional this episode. A little bit, a little bit. There's definitely been, she she kind of um, unleashed all of the demons and um, they were, I yeah, they were just unhinged <laughs> this season. She said, if I'm going to go out this episode, I'm going to make it memorable and make everyone know I'm leaving. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there was there was definitely moments of delusion, um, but I think it was it might have actually been on purpose. It's possible. It's very possible. Now the queens will discuss how Anitra out twirled Marsha and mention the infamous free Willy leap, but Anitra is hoping the girls took note that she is a boss bitch. Now, which role wanted free Willy or um, the girl from the grunge from the like which 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 the ring like which, which role would you want marcia or nature are you leaping over people or are you just going to backbend uh, i am i am a backbendy girl i am mm-hmm. not a leaping girl yeah I, there are two kinds of people and um watching that lip sync uh my sciatica even worse than it is so i said <laughs> girl <laughs> i know it i i feel you um i can't do what they did i was like ow i'm old i can't do that shit yeah i was like ow even with my pads uh-uh ouch <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, Lexi and Lucy are um, congratulated on their win. They both have two Master Challenge wins, a fact we are going to need to learn about later on this episode. But Selena has zero, and she thinks the double win should have been hers and Mistress's. Selena will say that she is feeling good and there is hope, which is not how she is talking in confessional. She does believe she doesn't need wins to win. Just being in the top is fine as she can talk her way into winning the crown. It was all this that we knew this was going to be Selena's swan song because all of that is just impossible. You don't talk your way to the crown. Tell me a queen who's talked the way to the win. Right. She said, she said, oh, I'm going to use my charisma to, to win this whole thing. But she hadn't won a, a challenge. She hadn't won a challenge. I mean, to be fair, to be fair, according to Lucy's math, if you win many challenges, that counts to your overall track record. And Leonic winning uh, Drag Race Italia with zero wins makes sense. But I still don't believe it. It's not true. If you don't win a freaking challenge, you shouldn't win the season. Yeah, no, I call I call BS. I don't. Can can we curse on this show? Absolutely. Okay, I call bullshit. That is not I I personally if I won the entire season without winning at least one maxi challenge, I would feel like I didn't deserve it. So, therefore, I and don't That's partially why I didn't go to Electrobionic at DragCon to talk to her because I would have told her you didn't deserve the crown. Can you go get your, to my friend Farida over there? But I didn't do that. I knew <laughs> no, that I, if she I had, won, a bad idea. had one, that would have just been my personal opinion and I would have kept my trap shot. But um, I love Selena. She's amazing. Um, I, I, I love her style of humor. I love the Latin roots that she celebrates. Uh, I did not think that she was going to win this season. No, never. Mm-hmm. Well, with Selena leaving, she's entering her top era. Mistress believes she's in her angel era, and Sasha gets it right. Maybe the fallen angel. Now, Lucy (laughs) will say that she is entering her rotted bitch era. No, she's just kidding. She's in her winning era. And finally, Lux says, if you stay in your era, you don't have to get in an era. Why do we have so much era talk? There is is an era for everything. It is like Google. Um, It's era.com. You look it up, and there's going to be an era for it. I maybe I'm just old. When where when did the conversation happen? Did I miss it? The the youngins have started creating eras. I can't stand it. I hate it. I hate oh, being old. It's I not know. fair. Every time I, I I we play a game at the viewing party, I'm like, just take drink whenever you hear the word era, and it makes people you, you would know, die. It, well, it makes people drunk, and it makes me look prettier. Hey, so. we love that. <laughs> Now, Sasha says, it doesn't feel nice being so close to the bottom. She says this is what happens when you get too comfortable. Mm-hmm. Remember before uh, last week, I think it was, when Lucy was compared to dear friend of the podcast, Joey J. Well, now she's Joey J on Halloween. She's a ghoul-ass bitch. I, I think Lucy is a very, very attractive man. But no one comes close to Joey J. I am sorry. <laughs> I, I was feeling a certain kind of way looking at Lucy with those tattoos. I was like, oh my God. And legs and all of I was, I was I was like, okay, Lucy, I'm ready to get a little right? oh, honey. You gonna let it loose? I see how it is. I got it. I was letting a little loose myself, darling. <laughs> now what says to ensure her spot in the finale, she will keep giving the Lux fantasy as it got her there. It could get her to the end. We're gonna see. We're gonna see. Mm-hmm. it's the final six it is so close to the finish line or as i like to say no we still have a month of podcasting to do about this fucking show 
Exactly. Mistress has now decided a day later, no, no, she's in her congenial. Is this because she thinks she'll win or because she wants to win and get Miss Congeniality in the same season? I think she is a very strong competitor. I think that she is... um, I'm not necessarily sure she's going to win Miss Congeniality. No. (laughs) I'm not necessarily sure that she's going to win Miss Congeniality, but she is a very strong competitor. And um, if by any chance um, Sasha Colby breaks both of her legs um then she might actually have a chance of winning yeah you're right um (laughs) mistress you are actually in your chaotic era Um, as they said mistress has more eras than sharon madonna combined and uh i would add t swizzle to that list are you going to the eras tour um i am not but i me either i will support from afar yes um i will like I don't like Taylor Swift. I said it. I said it. I said it. She's not my favorite. I, I, the listen, alarm sounds for him. I tell people this all the time. I I don't know her music because I've consented to it. It just has always come to me, and I know the lyrics because they've just they're just playing you over. Have to. So you have to. You have to know it exactly. It's like <laughs> the alarm sounds for a message from Rue that is filled with eighties references, namely Footloose. Lucy thinks it's possible that they are doing Let Loose, but as a musical. And the funny thing is, she's not entirely wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not she at all. Not. She was not. Rue arrives, and that jacket was a serve. I love that distressed black and white number she was wearing. I would wear that. I would wear that, too. Maybe put a stones on it. I would, I'm would. i here for it. It was really pretty. Rue shares that other people uh, make the suits as well. I don't know. Because for a while she had her suit suppliers do all the suits, and then we did like a hard pivot to like these fashion versions. I don't. Rue shares that in a world where people focus on our differences, never underestimate the power of song and dance to bring us together. For this week's Maxi Challenge, it's the all singing, all prancing, rusical wig loose. Now, are you a fan of the movie or the musical Footloose? I did. I have seen both of them. Um, I like mm-hmm. the movie. I like the movie a whole lot. It's really cute. Um, and the music is all is pretty good too. It's not yeah. one of my. It's not my very favorite. much iconic. It's not my favorite, but it's cute. I did Footloose my senior year of high school. Um, I was not on stage. I was the stage manager, but they made me do a cameo as the drunk at the bar. Did someone say foreshadowing? <laughs> oh, wow. They knew. They knew, girl. They said typecast. <laughs> Wig Loose is set in the 80s. It takes place in the small town where drag has been outlawed. Imagine that. Oh, wait, did they have a time machine or did we all just see this coming and we refused to believe it a year ago? Right. You want to talk about foreshadowing? Wow. That was very relevant to today's time. And also just, I mean, it was kind of scary because I was like, oh, this is kind of, yeah, this is kind of very similar to that. Now, I have been very vocal about it that i have said they were waiting to make a statement until this episode and i'm very fairly certain that that statement would have waited till this episode if if there wasn't so much fucking peer pressure to get rupaul to say something um because the correlation couldn't have come any better um was in Nashville this past week and went to a concert to raise funds to, for various LGBTQ plus organizations fighting against the dragon trans bills. Uh, it was really beautiful to see the community come together. 
But I beg, do more than just vote, people. Just more than that, please. That's all well and good for later, but we need action now. Do something, volunteer, donate, share your information with your bigoted members and remind them that their actions or lack thereof are hurting you. As the Eastside Wildcats once said, we're all in this together. We really are. Encourage everybody around you to vote. Encourage everybody around you to be active and just support your community. Even local artists, support your trans friends, check in on your trans friends and just really be present for your community because it is so important that we are there for one another. Yes, it is. All right, we're gonna find out a little bit more about the Rusical. The characters include Heaven Bacon, a teenage drag queen ready to shake things up. Mama Bacon, Heaven Bacon's wise drag mother. Preacher teacher, the narrow-minded town leader, Carl, preacher teacher's obedient husband, plus two more characters don't get mentioned in this bit because why? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Timing. I was like, we have 30 more minutes. Why are we editing shit out again? Right, right. <laughs> Which role? You have to vote for um, 102 hour long, two hour long episodes. Literally. <laughs> which 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 role would you have selected? Um, I would have wanted. I actually would have wanted um, Anitra's role. Was mm-hmm. that um, what was what was that role? Mama Bacon. Yes, I would have wanted Mama Bacon. It was. Yeah, she's a very simple role. role. It was my favorite because also because you you there it is very clear when you got to shine and it is very impactful. Um. And just, I mean, it was for personally, it was my favorite. Yeah. Now, because Rue loves chaos, they will get to decide who will play which part. <laughs> I can't wait to see how this turns out. Now, to help them put the wig in wig loose, they have 80s hair provided to them by Wigs and Grace. We love Wigs and Grace. Uh, wigs and Grace keep them very fucking busy with the drag queens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do all the wigs for We're Here Too. Oh, do they really? Yes, they do. Oh wow, that's amazing! Yeah, that 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 '80s hair it was giving me. I wanted to snatch up all those wigs. Yeah. <laughs> so now the queens. Don't want to throw a wig at me? I am your girl. <laughs> the queens hop on the couches as Sasha smells a gate coming on. She's so wise and in tune to the dynamics of this group, isn't she? She she can predict it. Absolutely. Now, Mistress is the only one who has no musical theater experience. What is your musical theater background? Um, I actually went to performing arts uh, high school, so we did a lot of um, musical theater work and uh, post high school and in college I used to do uh, small choir stuff, so mm-hmm. we would do certain things with um, with big, I, I would do uh, choir like in concert things with um, with like big names in the industry, so uh, nice. also, yeah, and then I started drag and I was like, you know what, let's, I want to be the star of the show. <laughs> and that's kind of where we are now yeah i i sing live during my shows and that's that's usually like my my thing that's what i celebrate the most in my drag is um my my background in in music and uh in my musical theater background do you have a favorite musical dream girls hands down oh ooh. what's what's the go-to song one night only there it is we love it we're here yeah. for it but the but the the slow down one. Oh, of course, of course, the yeah. J-Hud version. Yeah, the J-Hud. Yes, exactly, exactly. That or I am changing. Oh, I am changing is a. Good oh, one. oh, that's a good one. 
It's a good drag song. It better have a reveal because if it doesn't have a reveal, it's a chop. Literally, literally. Uh-huh. Now, Mistress is immediately drawn to Preacher Teacher. She is the villain and the bitch of the scene. Lucy connects to the character of Heaven Bacon. Is it because he's the lead in the show? Let's find out. Lucy wants the role to show the judge that she is really serious and that she is a star. Let Luce be your star. Happy Smash coming to Broadway Day. Oh my God, I know. I just saw. I'm so excited. Uh, did you watch the, uh, the series over and over oh, and over oh. again? I hate watched the show. I used to on my website, I would do recaps, like written recaps. Um, I think it was mostly season two. Okay. Um, I gave people character name. I made names up for people. Um, but at that time, I was very f- close to Christian Borrell because uh, we had worked together. So I remember, listeners, we're getting exclusive here. I remember after the show was canceled, he and I like went out and hung out one day and he gave me all the tea on that show and how it was just... A great opportunity, but the biggest fucking train wreck behind the scenes. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. But work. <laughs> I'm excited. It's a little weird that they're like, we can't decide if we're going to do Bombshell out on its own or if we're going to do Smash as they're creating Bombshell. I think that's probably the right option. That way it can be kind of stupid and campy, but still pay homage to the show. Because if they try to do Bombshell on its own, I don't think it would have worked. I, I fully agree. I think that they should have it be like they're making this Broadway show and then they're trying to decide who's going to win um, the title of Maryland. And yeah, they should have these two leading ladies fight. That's going to It's either going to be it's it, they're either going to have like each night a different winner. So that makes you want to come back and like whoever <laughs> these two roles are gets the final number at the end and you have to just go back and see the both do it. Exactly. Or it's going to be um, a bunch of the original cast members coming to do it as a limited run and you're never going to get a ticket. Can Megan Hilty do it? Oh, my God. Uh, what is she doing now? Nothing. I think she can do it. She has to do it. But you that, that's the thing. You can't do Megan Hilty and not have Catherine McPhee. And I don't know if we all love Catherine McPhee anymore. So it's like, what do we do? We can re- I mean, we can replace her. I'm sorry. We'll see. We will see. That voice. Oh, my God. It's true. Uh, now, upon finishing the listening party, Mistress will double down and say that she wants Preacher Teacher as it will set everybody up. Anitra will ask for Mama Bacon or Preacher, and Mistress will tell her she will be a sickening Mama as she wants Preacher, which will get a laugh in the room. But we all know that Mistress is very calculated in competition mode. She knows what she's doing. She knows what she's She's a smart cookie for sure. She knows exactly what to say at the right time. Anitra says she does resonate with the role of Mama. So two roles set. Sasha will shock the room and ask to play Carl, who is very nerdy, submissive husband of the villain, and she thinks it'll be funny to have her turn into an old man. Lux will say the two roles she wants to play are Heaven and Christian. Selena says same for those two roles, and then Lucy will tell the class she wants Heaven. And we have entered our Heaven Gate era. <laughs> is this all for camera, or do the girls just know how to push each other's buttons? I think that they just have so much chemistry that even in their in moments of conflict, they still are able to be entertaining. Lucy will say that Christian's voice seems like Lux's personality, so she understands why she resonates with Christian. To which Lux is like, I also resonate with heaven. Let's be honest here. Let's break it down. Lucy asked for one thing. Lux asked for two. Could it have been easier and kinder for Lux to just bow out and say, 
I will do Christian? Or is she simply there to just continue to instigate Lucy LaDuca? There are mind games for sure. There are mind games for sure. Um, I think that I think that a part of her kind of wanted that role, but also it was it was fueled by, okay, let me poke the bear a little bit. Because Lucy's very much that Lucy has already been, it's been a long time coming that Lucy has been um, I guess snapping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they know. They 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 they, they know. They, they could say. Fully aware of that. Lux, yeah. Lux will say that the character of Heaven is someone who she thinks she can put a lot of herself into. So as this is happening, Selena smartly will be like, Christian is mine. You can fight it out. Let's remember, at this moment, she asked for Christian. Lucy says that her energy is like the character of Heaven. Lux does not see that. Lucy says she doesn't see it for her either. Now, Mistress will start to instigate and destroy that congenial era as she says that based on the character description, Heaven is a young queer kid from the big city and says that's Lux and the open-hearted jock who thinks drag is cool as Lucy. And no, she's just not having it. She thinks she's being bullied here. But Mistress will lock eyes with Lux who clocks in to say that there goes Lucy lying. This really has been a battle of the generations as Lucy, who is in her 30s, Lux and Mistress, two young Gen Zers, this is a taste of what I perceive the queer community to be right now. Whether we say it or not, there is a battle of which generation deserves the power. And you can kind of see it coming into play here. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. There's I no respect for the elders. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> None. The girls are unhinged and un, un, unafraid. Not yeah. what we grew up with. Not at all. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> Mistress firmly believes that Lucy just wants the major role, and Lux will call Lucy out for it. Lucy says she wants to do the character she will do the best at, and Mistress will say that she does not think Lucy is being real. And now we have entered our reality television era. This is classic reality TV tropes that we have not truly seen on Drag Race in some time. This is real drama. I'm sorry. Last year with the um, Moulin Rouge, that was manufactured. This is authentic and real. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and this was a very entertaining episode in that way um, because these girls were raw. They were raw. And that, that altercation between uh, Lucy and um, Mistress, that was, that was like reality TV gold. I mean, that, that was back to season six. That was that was Bianca versus Trinity. This is what yes. we stand. Um, but girls, congratulations. You're okay. definitely going to be nominated for an MTV TV or mo- and movie award. Y'all, better celebrate, now. Y'all better celebrate now. <laughs> I understand why Lucy flips out in this moment. The reality is, once again, Lux and Mistress are being mean girls. This is how they were with Metal Gate 2. For me, it's a turnoff. I don't appreciate that kind of attitude. They're not kind of people that I would want to work around. But for TV, I hear it. I get it. I understand what well, we're going Also, for. it's a competition at the end of the day. Absolutely. It, they're, they're gunning for $200,000. And um, if you and, and you know, and if you have to play a strategic um, kind of big brother kind of game, then uh, I, the girls are they're, they're doing the game. They're doing the game. And props. I live. Now, Lucy does nail it that Mistress and Lux don't want Lucy to have the role simply because she wants it. But as Mistress is trying to say that everyone claims that anyone can turn out any role, she wants a decision. So Lucy will comply and say she will take Tuck via a huff. 
Lucy will say that Mistress saying she is putting on a facade is saying she's a liar and not a genuine person. She has not done anything to anyone that she is not genuine. Lux thinks there have been a lot of emotions shown from Lucy and she's like, whatever. Now Lux will say that she wanted to do heaven because she wanted to do heaven. Please note that she did not give a reason why she wanted to do heaven. Whereas Lucy at least gave a believe it or not reason. Lux will try to be the quote-unquote bigger person and let Lucy have heaven because she doesn't need to be the lead to know that she can shine. <laughs> no. Suddenly, out of nowhere, she dictates that she will play the role of Christian and now Selena is playing Tuck. Where yeah. the fuck did that come from? Right. I thought right. Selena had a role. That just came out of nowhere. <laughs> is no one discussing this that Lux is now dictating how this works and that she is being the bully? Like, I don't quite get it. I was so confused at that part, too. I was like, wait, now you don't want it? And also, Selena's just getting whatever. Like, okay, cool. Got it. Like, I do want to say it now. Selena fucked herself over because if she had Christian, she may not have been fully in the bottom. She would have had more of a part. Right. Agreed. Well, Sasha's going to poke the bear and say that the fun thing is that they all get to play friends no matter where they are. Um, Lucy <laughs> has no other role but options but to kill it. It's time to let loose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We love drama. I'm here oh, for it. I, I think this was <laughs> entertaining for sure. Oh my god, I love it. Now I'm the queens are going to be rehearsing. You go ahead. This episode was gold. It was so good. Yeah. Um, I believe it is the highest rated episode of this season thus far work work the queens are rehearsing their lines as rue arrives to chat them up sasha's going to join rue with her hoop earrings rue will leap and say that the rusical is near and dear to sasha's heart as it's about dancing but not really as it's actually about drag but footloose was about dancing so there's that rue is definitely trying to reach but sasha says that it hits home because she can understand a closed mindset and how that can be put onto kids especially in churches where people were saying my sins were worse than others she shares that when she told her mom she wanted to be a girl and wanted to transition, she was crying because she knew that she won't be in heaven with them. She was resolute to let her kid go, and Rue will ask if her mother is still with them, and Sasha says that she is, and very profoundly and very resolute as well, says they don't talk. So Rue says that this musical actually deals with some of those same things. It was really cool to see Sasha very confident in this conversation and i think that's an important visual for people who are struggling with their own personal and family issues like that to see that you can find strength through the pain of the past yes absolutely there's um it was it was very i mean i i don't know anything about sasha colby other than she's an icon and from her drag and performances um i don't know anything about her as a person and it was um I guess it was nice to see the vulnerability behind um, such a powerhouse performer. Um, And, and and the fact that she shared that was um, extremely big. I mean, it must be really hard to talk about your um, family life on television. So yeah, props to Sasha because she, yeah, she's, she's everything and deserves so much love. Sasha reveals she has picked the role of Carl and Rue is gobsmacked. Um, (laughs) She picked the role as yeah, she picked the role as she is excited to play someone goofy and unexpected. Plus, she gets to be married to Mistress. Imagine those sheets that ain't mud on your bed. <laughs> I mean, and 
I mean, it, it sure ain't, it sure ain't mud. <laughs> mm-hmm. So in a rare moment on the show, we're going to cut away from the walkthrough to watch Lucy apologize to Selena for being a lot. And she was just bothered by Lux and Mistress acting like she wasn't genuine. We never do this. We never, ever do this. It's very rare for this to happen, but it's an important plot line to include. And I guess they had to put it here because if you listen to this conversation, you can hear Rue laughing in the background. So you can't be like, uh, let's edit this and say it's happened later. No, Rue is actually physically ruining this conversation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Selena will let Lucy get into it, which she will then hold over her head later. Um, but we'll get to that. Lucy doesn't think she's done anything that makes her fake. And Selena will say that they wouldn't say something if they didn't see something, which I wholeheartedly disagree. I think they're playing up the instigation, knowing that they can get a reaction out of Lucy because it's easy. It's just like doing the same thing to Jan. You know, you're going to get a reaction from someone who's very confident and very much in game mode all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. She, she was, and she's already like on edge. Mm-hmm. Selena says she lets them get to her too easily and that's what they sense and feed off of which I concur Lucy's ready to crack and that is why she's so defensive Lucy will cry that when they laugh at her it's when she's ready to talk she dealt with that so much in high school because people would make fun of her and how she talked she didn't allow herself to be her genuine self and I'm like, okay, if that's the trauma that you're bringing back up into this, maybe that's a conversation you should have with the other two so they understand why you're getting defensive. Um, because let's be honest, that's not a unique experience for queer people. A lot of people have had that same experience. So if they understand why you're feeling upset, maybe they'll bond with you a little more. I don't know. Great. Selena's telling her she's getting to talk it out and figure out which why to which Lucy is like, I have to think more about myself as I did a great job. And she let let Lux and herself to a win. And that is exactly why they are jabbing at her. They are competitive too. They want the glory. And Lucy is just easy to poke holes into her narrative. So they are bringing her down when um, she has any bout of confidence. She's just making it easy for them. And she's not making herself look good to the fans either. Right, right. I do feel, I do feel for, um, I feel for Lucy because she's trying so hard, but it's also getting so in her way. Mm-hmm. It's so. It's do you so think hard. Lucy is a genuine person? Um, I, I think that she is. I think that she is. I think that she's just so. Um, she's gonna watch this season again and and realize that she was getting in her own head. And that's the thing that Absolutely. happens quite often with um, with the girls is that they get so into their own head that they just get themselves into a mind space that at the end of the day has been hindering them this whole time. Anisha visits Rue and reveals. She's extremely talented. She's extremely mm-hmm. uh, dynamic. She's got personality. The looks are there. Um, I, just, I just think that she... Ha- um, is going to benefit from this show and she's going to be sickening after. Absolutely. Anitra visits Rue and reveals that she is Mama Bacon and will be giving Dominique Jackson energy. Uh, She's very grand, but she is attracted to the tenderness of her and how drag saved her life. She can relate. Um, 
I didn't necessarily see the Dominic Jackson vibes, but okay. I didn't see Mother Electra realness. No, no, not at all. But I I know where she was trying to go. She didn't go. She did not. Well, Drax saved Anitra's life as she was training full-time in Taekwondo. She thought she'd be an Olympian, but was forced to retire. She was a closeted everything. She lost her family. She had no job or anywhere to live. She shares that she went to DragCon and felt normal and in place. She was in baby drag and cue that photo with the mermaid two-way sequin. <laughs> um, if that's not baby drag, I don't know what is. Oh We've all been there. We've all been there. Have you been to DragCon? I have. Um, I've also been, um, I actually got the like kind of mermaid, but like it was cloth pattern uh-huh, uh-huh. like butterflies on it and i wore it to day two of dragon i was working venus delights booth and it was oh my god i was a little baby queen i thought i was everything yeah i i saw blair st Clair, and i was like wow that's a woman so, mm-hmm. so this was 2019 this was i think it was 2019 yeah i think it was either 2019 or 2018 but it was at the Javits Center. The fact that I can remember this shit is really sick, but that's because it's my job and I've been there for a couple of years now. <laughs> work, work. You were you were there that year, right? I was. Yeah. I sure was. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Oh my um, yeah, I, I guess I started doing my press interviews starting 2018 in New York and 2019 in New York. Then obviously it went away. Um, and then last year I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go to LA. I put my submission in and they're like, come, and I was like. How do I afford it? Okay, I'll go. Uh, and then I was like, I'm going to go to DragCon UK. And they said, come. It's like, oh, how the fuck am I going to afford it? But I did it. And I'm going to go to DragCon LA this year. And I'm very, very excited. We'll see if I can um, beat my record uh, from what I did at UK, which I, friends, I promise I'm going to give you the two more episodes. I still have a lot more interviews to release. I just have been very busy. Um, but yeah, I did like 72 interviews. It was a lot. Oh my God, you are work, 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 working. We didn't stop. It was one of those things where I, I was told my assistants, I was like, you have to make sure I don't die. I'm going to keep going. How do you, baby? You better. Fun times, fun times. Well, Anitra said after a weekend of love and excitement at DragCon, she didn't want to go back to a closet and confined space. So drag saved her life. It was everything she had when she had nothing. We all relate to it. I get it. I, I think this is why I think she's becoming the fan favorite of the season. Yeah, she's um, incredibly talented. She is. She can do the thing with legends. That lip sync against uh, Sasha was insane. Um, she is a good human. You can you can tell that 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 human is just genuine and kind um and has good intentions and is so talented i i'm rooting i'm rooting for anitra also she's killing it rue will tell her that she was born to do drag and anitra has once again secured her spot on all stars what a fucking compliment could you imagine oh my god could you imagine i think she's only said that two other times i would put that on my fucking resume i would tattoo that Mm -hmm. on my back and put it in quotation marks and be like RuPaul I would live RuPaul if you're listening and you see and if I ever get on that show please say that to me I'll give you five dollars say it to me I will run I will run for the hills with that quote I will milk it for everything it's worth 
Now, Rue advises nature that she understand what Mama Macon is saying and relate to it what she told her about herself, and it will resonate. Next up is Selena, and she'll be playing Tuck. Rue will give her direction and ask her her motivation. What does Tuck want? Well, Tuck wants to be a queen, but he's still a jock. Selena will say that she struggles with being this and this, but not that. She's a big girl, but not that big. She's not thin, but not not that thin. She's in the middle. She doesn't know where her peg fits. And Rue is like, you are trying to create a storyline here, and I did not allow you to make the storyline. Just breathe. <laughs> I was like, okay, Rue, Rue's being a little um, weird in this moment. A little dumb top over here. <laughs> I mean, that's my role, Rue, not yours. <laughs> I know. I saw that too. And I well, was like, All right, work. But also, I get it. I get it because that's kind of what I have to tell myself too. Um, when my, my I, I guess I kind of just start spiraling and I'm just like, you know what? Stop, breathe, get through the thing that we need to get through. Yeah. I guess just kind of like not, because that's, that's why. So Selena also was in her head a lot, this competition. Absolutely. Rue will, will tell her that she whipped this thing up. It's not really real. She made it to the top six for being her. So shine. She was born to shine, or she thinks she will shine with that tuck. Good luck. Let's visit the main stage to rehearse the Rue's goal with Miguel Zarate. Um, where's Leland? Where's my husband? Who's who? Leland. He wrote it. He was with oh. them last year. Oh, I know. I know. I guess he was busy hanging out with my other boyfriend, Troy Savon. <laughs> he was doing something. He was listen. Mm. Since the musical is inspired by 80s movies, expect 80s choreo. And if you're not a dancer, there's no excuse. You have to sell it. Lucy is up and her secret weapon is she picks up choreography quickly. Her choreo is impactful 80s movement. It's very flash dance, but before the bucket of water gets dumped on you. We're going to watch her, and she gets the choreo, but it's very rigid and robotic, or as Sasha says, it's very white. white. <laughs> she said, where is the seasoning? Where is the sasso? There's no seasoning. No. No. Listen, no, that's not true. Listen, look at Lucy LaDuca. She's got the seasoning. It's all tattooed on her body. <laughs> that's true, but it's all pepper. It's all pepper. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, word on the street is Anitra is an incredible dancer, so she's asked to do an eight count of freestyle, and I was like, that does not work with this rusical. Why did you just tell her to freestyle in, in moves that are not 80s? Right. She was giving you, like, Vogue the House Down, yeah, Mama Yes God, not 80s, like, boom, boom She's going to get a... Yeah. She's going <laughs> to get a snippet of the finale number instead of her ballad, and what we will see is that she's not a choreo girly. Miguel says it looks like she's performing calculus. There's a lot of difference between voguing and being a trained dancer. Now we're going to have Lux, who has the attitude, and she will continue to reveal into less clothes so she can get into the dancing. She's giving personality. Miguel tells her that it's perfect character for her. But the real story at this hour is Mistress is asking Lux why there is a security tag on her jacket. She didn't steal it. It was the worker. Do you believe her? I have been a victim of the security attack as well. So um, I, I do kind of, I do believe her. Yes. I have been a victim. Most of the time, if there's a security tag, the, the alarms will go off. It happened while I was in Nashville. The guy forgot to take a tag off a shirt. Um, and those, those security alarms were very loud. 
I don't know. That code looked like it was from Forever 21, so maybe not. Yeah, it's maybe, possible. It's very possible. Maybe it didn't work. <laughs> now, Selena is in her fly girl outfit, but claims she is musically theater trained. Um, okay, sure, girl. Uh, not really the <laughs> phrase. <but cool>. <laughs> Let's see <laughs> your train experience, <laughs> darling. <laughs> Living in Hell's Kitchen does not make you musical theater trained, but okay. Mm-mm. Now, Selena will be told by Miguel that she is playing Tuck, who is masculine westerny jock, which means it's time for some country choreo. Yeehaw! Uh, she's not happy. She's not happy. Also, listeners, just in case you haven't found out yet, um, after my Nashville trip, I have decided I am going to be a country music star. I will be called Daddy Yeehaw. You're welcome. Daddy Yeehaw. Write him. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. <laughs> I can't wait for everyone to hear my first single with my new other boyfriend, Orville Peck, but we'll get to him later. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. What a man. Now Selena's doing the line dancing and she's not quite really getting it. Um, she's just tired of the country shit. You don't have to break my heart right now, but you might. What are your thoughts on country music and country dancing? Um I like Dolly Parton. Can you do the Cotton Eye Joe? I can. I can. I actually. I actually do love a good uh, group dance moment. Um, so I know all of them. I know. I know like all of the basic one, two, four, blah, blah, blah. But um, country music. Uh, the, other than like the country divas, it's a chop. That's fair. Um, did you know? That the song Kanai Joe yeah. is Swedish. Swedish? Yep. Oh my God. No. If it does not become a lip sync song on Drag Race Area, I'm going to be so upset. But that yes, it's a Swedish crazy. band. Oh my God. Of course they wrote that fucking song. Yeah. There's, everything comes out of Sweden. We love Swedish music. It's amazing. Oh my God. Work. Well, in Sweden, you got one more. <laughs> Mistress is worried as she hates choreography. From the sidelines, she'll be advised to not break her ankle, but Anitra says she won't in Hillary Clinton's. Why do we got to shade Hillary like that? But she does wear the little one-inch shoes. She she is an inch above the ground. We all know this, and it is not a secret. She does not keep that a secret. She wears those little kitten heels everywhere she Mm -hmm. goes. (laughs) <laughs> mistress is a slow learner and tells me how she wants to learn the choreo it's not a cute move um and i was like oh are we gonna watch mistress like land in the bottom because she's a diva no 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 <laughs> but sasha knows mistress is nervous so she's hearing the in her head but unfortunately they're all hearing mistress's voices N- miguel notes that she's timid and hesitant and is worried she won't bring the personality out but mistress says she's worried, but she knows from experience how she is with choreo. And for her, it's a timing thing. She will be in her room practicing. She's not a musical theater bitch. And will this will have a happy ending, though. Now, we've seen some contestants on the show, like, give a little pushback to the choreographer sometimes. If you know that you struggle with choreography, do you think it's better to have a conversation first or just get up there and tell the guy how you're going to do it? I think it's easier to have a conversation first, um, especially if you like, I mean, you know your body, right? So right. When, when you are trying to learn these steps um, and you know, like the, I guess the technique in which you can learn choreography in, I guess it is easier to have a conversation. She knew she's very, she's very self-aware. So she was like, you know what, yeah. this is how I'm going to learn it. And this is what it is. 
And the other girls were like shook because that's, I mean, that's not how they learn. It's the day of the show, y'all. It's opening and closing night all in one. Sasha is ready to release the beast by beast, her dear friend, Carl. Mistress oh. is excited to play a villain as it will be different from her as she's a sweet person. So funny. So cute. <laughs> Lucy will ask where she will pull her inspiration from. And Mistress will tell the story of this girl she once competed with, where she would play like she wasn't a villain. And that made her more of a villain. Her name was Ducey. Ducey did Luca. <laughs> Lucy's not having it. Um, y'all, you could tell she was visibly not happy. She knows Mistress is playing the game, but Lucy is playing the game with talent. Not helping her editors. You're not really helping her at all. Mm-hmm. But shade, 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 shade. If you knew you had a bit of tension with another contestant and they're like ripping you to get a laugh out of it, how would you feel? Like, how would you feel if you were Lucy in that moment? I'd be like, this bitch is actually really trying to come for me right now. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's not a cute look. Like, I understand, like, there's shade, but like, you can be like Bianca Del Rio and throw shade, but actually be a good human. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. No, she fully was like, that was that was more than just shade. It was it was bitchy. Yeah. Um, I I the thing I've been saying is I think mistress in time will understand why her actions were not the best, but she's what 24 years old. That's the thing. She's young. All these girls are really young, so they're gonna watch this and be like, oh, okay. I mean, what a beautiful learning experience, right? You get to Absolutely. watch and grow from that. And then you have an, another opportunity to do it again in All-Stars if you get picked. That's true. Lux says the Christian story is hers. The core of it is love and drag. And like a fortune teller, Anitra shares that this rusical is important to her with everything presently going on in the world. She notes that we are taking a step backwards. Dark. Mistress will be asked about going out in, te- out in the town in Texas, and she shares that she's on guard. Sasha will start to discuss drag story hour. At Hamburger Mary's, it's all ages where kids come. Sasha says that the- she has family-friendly events at her home bar. There are, of course, restrictions in place um, for Mistress's bar where there are rowdy Saturday night shows, but she just finds it crazy that their thoughts of what drag is. Outlawing drag is essentially just a way for the supposed entitled to hurt us. It's hard to celebrate who you are when you're forced to be quiet for pure safety. Lucy's going to share how she's done story hour. And the thing you have to deal with is the community backlash. They don't want kids exposed to it as drag queens will be a bad influence. But then there are protesting at these events being extremely violent. They find someone dressed as a princess telling a story about a mermaid is offensive to them. The community is being targeted with hate to divert from bigger issues. They want everyone to focus on drag queens reading the kids when in reality, it's not a problem. Queer people going out to say we can't be fucked with is the driving force to for change a chance that is still an active fight out there. Now you just went out and did some protests and we saw some fabulous photos of you out um, and about. What was that experience like for you? It was very empowering. Um, Mostly because as a drag performer, I always felt that I didn't um, do enough to represent my community. And I feel like in these times, this um, actually really feel the fire in me. And um, somebody from the AOC team um, reached out to me and said, hey, do you want to do this? And I immediately 
got ideas and um, got other drag performers together. Um, my, my good friend, Mixa Strange and Aria Close. Um, and it was just like, it, it really felt so empowering um, as a drag performer because it was the first time that I really um, felt like I was, I was uh, creating uh, my, I'm in my advocacy era. <laughs> And there we go. Um, I, I'm in, yeah, and, and, and it really has, um, it's, it's a, the best way to transform uh, rage when you're being oppressed is by empowering yourself. And it is by empowering your community. So I feel that in these times, it is very sad that we're even entertaining this thought with all of these crazy politicians. Um, but it, it is also a big reminder of we're not to be fucked with anymore. We're not. We have come. We have come so far, and we are so strong as a community that that it's just we're not an easy target anymore. And right. and 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 even and even in this show that is mainstream and that is having such a big platform and uh, has access to so many people around the world, not just America, is a big big reminder of that drag queens are, are here to stay. And we have, we have always been on the forefront of queer culture. And we have always been on the forefront of culture just in general too. Um, so it has, that, that, that event was uh, beautiful. Um, also just to see families bring their, their kids. And you could, I mean, I could physically feel the support from, parents they and and the kids waving the pride flags that for me was so beautiful because it gave me a sense of hope that there's not just these awful people coming at us with all of the, this nonsense but there are also so many people here in 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 our communities that are supportive and that are teaching right. their children to love so those children are going to grow up to be adults who are tolerable and who are supportive and who believe in equity, who believe in um, supporting queer people, so believe in supporting trans people. And that's, I mean, that's really what I want from the future. So it was really nice to just see. And, um, and oh baby, I was screaming the entire time because we're, we're not gonna be quiet and we're not gonna be silenced not anymore and that's part of part of why these people are so scared because we're letting people think for themselves for once and they're going to realize no what you're trying to do is really bad so they're trying to silence the younger generation so they can't think yet and that's the problem we all see right through it we know what's going on Mm-hmm. And it is not, and it's not uh, drag queens that are the problem. It is these churches. All how many? It's it's every other week or whatever that there's a news article about a priest touching a kid. Um, I personally know people that have been touched by their religious organization leaders. Um, and 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 uh, it is gun violence that are killing kids. You're not worried mm-hmm. about y'all are not worried about that, but you're worried about drag queens reading stories to kids. I mean, come on now. Well, this is a perfect segue because Sasha says that the conservative thinks the conservatives think we are pushing their agenda on them when it's them who are pushing their agenda on us. They claim we are grooming children to be gay when it's their technique. Hypocritical? It's the church's friends. Um, as I've said many times, if y'all want to really do what you're doing, tax them, bitches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
They wanted well now they want to tax um the venues for having drag uh-huh. shows. And that's Always ridiculous to do. So what what about what about the churches that are not paying anything for their own? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, Lucy shares that it's hypocritical when a toddler is asked if they have a girlfriend or a boy, boys wearing ladies' man t-shirts. Yeah, the same thing. You're trying to literally Morris. groom them to be something. I call Riga Morris. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, Selena shares that her mom gave her a wallet when she was 12 with pictures of Hillary Duff and said, isn't she so pretty? Isn't she your girlfriend? Selena's mom, I want to unfortunately tell you that you groomed your child to be gay because Lizzie McGuire is a gay icon. It's a fact. This is so you she- did that, Selena's mom. The Lizzie, the Lizzie McGuire movie? Oh my God. I was like, okay, first of all, Paolo, I wanted him to rip me to shreds. And <laughs> and that and that number, um, this is what dreams are made of. Of course, everything it made everyone gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now everything is technicolor, and then she like reveals. Let, let's be real. Let let let's be real. What young boy had a crush on actually Hillary Duff? Because she, you want to talk about no seasoning? No. <laughs> right, boiled honey. She's pretty. Uh-uh. She's very pretty. But oh, mm-mm. yes, exactly. Generic. We call her generic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but yes, this was just a way to put your child in a box, and it's actually in reality hurting them more. And Lucy knows that the thing about wig loose is that the first two-thirds of the show, a few of them are in boy drag, which we're gonna talk about when we get to the musical. But for now, we're gonna cut to Selena in her boy drag wig. Lux thinks hers looks makes her look like little Richard. Shut up. And Sasha is just living for her Carl wig. Um, I guarantee you that bitch brought that home. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure she, she brings that out for a good time Friday night. <laughs> I would, wouldn't you? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah I would. <laughs> Let's bring it to the runway where Mother has arrived in a stunning number with that crimped white hair realness. This is probably one of my favorite looks this season. She when she wears something attractive she looks great zombie you did it good job it's the short skirts for me honey on the panel this week we have michelle visage ross matthews and my fucking new lover orville peck oh my god damn i want to live out some cowboy fantasies with that man oh my goodness i know he was he was giving me like elvis vibes if elvis wore a mask listen you can find photos of him without the mask on from like yeah. before times. Like they're out there. You just have to know his real name and you'll, you can find them. He is 100% my type. I don't, you like the tattoos. I'm not a tattoo person, but I'll take these tattoos. Um, <laughs> also for listeners, if you didn't know, technically Mr. Orville Peck was born in South Africa, lived in Canada. Who would have guessed he would become a fucking cowboy. Wow crazy talk about talk about a full mo- moment mm-hmm. let's start with wig loose then we're going to move on to a slightly controversial runway i've had i had a lot of messages about this runway and i have a lot of thoughts about it but first get ready for the rusical that is much longer than lame is it's time for wig loose <laughs> um these costumes wild very camp whoever had the opportunity to build these costumes did a very good job good job costume designers mm-hmm. slain um boy lucy could get it um agreed yeah agreed yes there were those legs 
Oh my God, Lucy, if you're listening and you're, I don't know if you're single, but I'm single. So uh, let's make something happen because I really like those tattoos. I, I feel like you're ready to duet on Less Loose. Oh my, I'm, I'm, I'm letting loose right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mistress starts us off as preacher teacher and it's very like fame meets flash dance, but for a villain song. Mm-hmm. Um, the motif for this scene is that anything different is scary and it should all be black and white. Yet everyone was wearing gray. It was a concept. It was fine. It was fine. <laughs> it was um, fun. Overall, I think it was a good performance. The song was great, but come on, we're talking about like drag and probably like homosexuals not allowed, but like, can we talk about the homosexual backup dancers wearing just overalls? Like, are right. you not trying to arouse us? I don't get it. This is how Drag Race creates, uh, this is how Drag Race draws straight people. Literally. <laughs> um, I do want to note the choreography here from Lux and Selena. Lux was just not loose. I mean, Selena was not, just not loose. Lux was like giving the choreo. Selena just couldn't do it the way that Lux did. And it just made them look off. Mm-hmm. I think that um, I think that also. I mean, I have this problem too when when I'm doing choreo, is that I get I I think so hard about the steps, and I think that and I saw that in Selena that she was trying so hard to just get it everything right that she forgot like the the dancing part, right. like having fun part. Now, when Heaven Bacon arrives to class, he asks when the drag ball is, uh, which will set up his new friendship with Christian, who is preacher teacher's child. Um, so that's basically like the Ariel from uh, uh, Footloose. That's the kind of character we're trying to get out of Christian, even though there's no romance in this musical. Right, none. Well, there's a little bit with um, the 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 with with Sasha's and, and yeah, right. yeah. There's a little bit of that. Now the fan thwarp, um, perfectly timed. Where was the sound effect? Did they give her like a a, a wimpy little fan? Daft Boy used to be one of their fucking sponsors. You couldn't give her a good fan. <laughs> Maybe they finished the contract. I will tell our friends at Daft Boy to give them a new contract. Daftboy.com. Use code BLOCKTALK15 at checkout to get 15% off your purchase at Daftboy.com. Well, I'm going to get me a fan. You can. You can get a personalized fan, too. I have a personalized Block Talk fan. It's amazing. Gorge. I've seen your, I've seen your fan. I love it. It's amazing. Our next scene has us at the abandoned barn. Nothing ever good has ever come from a rendezvous at an abandoned barn, or so I've been told. Well, mm. of things have come. The out barn of is an abandoned drag club named the Pork Chops Hideaway, where everyone got pink guy. Tennessee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, pork Chops Hideaway. Does does Pork Chop get residuals every time her name is mentioned on this show? I hope so. I hope so too. Deserves it. A song starts, and it's very much in the vein of Let's Hear It for the Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Lux did a great job in the role. Selena was fine. Again, not as loose. She was really, unfortunately, with everyone was doing so well, she, she becomes the outlier. Yes. As a trio, they all had fun. I really do think Lucy was great in this role in a way that I don't know if Lux could have brought to this role. Lucy was a bit more of an every person, and I think Lux would not have been that. I think Lux would have brought Lux. Um, and dare I say, it's because I think Lucy just has a little more life experience than Lux. I agree. 
She's a little older too, right? Absolutely. Like, I think Lucy's like, like 30. Lucy's like 33 or 34, I think. Something which which already is just making my um yeah, it's making mm. my uh, yeah. It's doing things to me. <laughs> She's already doing things to me. Our next scene finds us at the meeting where we will meet Carl for the first time. And wow, what a transformation for fucking <clears throat> Sasha Colby here. Oh my God. Who is that? Who is this? But I do want to acknowledge and celebrate the fact that we have a trans woman doing a drag king moment because that is something that I think was very much overlooked in this episode. Absolutely. And she was having so much fun. Right. Because there are a lot, and we've kind of seen it sometimes on the show. There are definitely people who have transitioned and then kind of asked to do something of their other gender. And it, and it, it brings back traumas that they try to escape. But right. Sasha was able to find the joy in it and the hope. And I'm, I, I'm sad that we didn't get to celebrate that more. You know what I think? It's beautiful that when, um, when, when to see that she is so um sure in in where she is and yeah. a lot of trans people don't get the chance to feel that way right um, but she is so sure in who she is that she is now at that point where she's able to um i guess just enjoy enjoy every part of yeah. right, enjoy everything and, and she's able to do that role she was having so much fun like, Absolutely. You she was just like camping it up and making sure that you know she was playing this like this this old older dude that's just like oh yeah like super soft spoken and she even said that you know uh, that it was based on her dad and like it was just so refreshing and beautiful to watch somebody just be so secure in themselves to make fun of yeah in a certain way and that that sasha work you the are song just- was very much in line with the song i'm free from uh footloose soundtrack and for the musical because i believe that is the act one closer that's how much i remember that show um this the song between lucy and mistress um when they were doing their little battle very very strong um i definitely think the two of them had some unfinished business from the workroom that they brought into this moment which we love when that happens and also i'm gonna i'm gonna read her for a second i think mistress is trying to do what she thinks musical theater actors do was a little more put on compared to everybody else. She tried to like be bigger when it just needed to be a little more natural. Mm-hmm. But we next find a supportive mama making a drag ball happen. That was very cute. We love Mother um, Bacon here. Um, we're going to go to the drag ball. Mama Bacon is the MC. Very cute. And we're going to meet our new divas. Kevin Bacon arrives as Cindy Whopper, <laughs> which was just Lucy's regular drag, uh, but much, much worse. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy how once she put the drag face on, she eased herself. <laughs> yes. Very Christian nice. preacher teacher is Madonna Summer Nights. Mm-hmm. Brilliant name. Mm-hmm. What a name. Someone go steal it right now. Madonna Summer Nights. Welcome to the stage. Also, the look. So good for Lux. So good. Mm-hmm. Um, Tuck is Ivana Dance, and that red frock was a miss. Not cute. Not a good look. I did not oh, like um, this. The little, yeah, yeah, yeah. The little moment. Cha-cha. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was fine. It was fine. 
we're going to have preacher teacher arrive to bust the ball officially. Um, I mean, we knew what was going to happen, but I hate that we saw the reveal under the jacket and the red oh, shoes. I know. Like there were no surprises. The red moment. Yeah. Same. Now the twist in this scene is mama bacon is pristine and preacher teachers are lean and they had some sort of bond as youngsters, but that part got cut out and we don't learn anything else. Mm-hmm. Cue the ballad. Nature was good. A Thirty-minute episode. How? 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 <laughs> um, Anitra had the eleven o'clock number. She gave a solid performance. I think anyone who would have been in that role would have probably been one of the winners of the week. Yeah, I would have really loved to do that because I love me an, an eleven o'clock number. Also. She really connected to the lyrics. You, it was so nice to see just like all the judges just being like, they turned into a part of the audience. Absolutely. And you could see, like, you could see everybody's eyes light up. It was really mm-hmm. nice. Carl Preacher Teacher arrives as Ethel Sperman. Brilliant name. <laughs> Another amazing name. And I'm just going to say it, you can't see it, but Sasha looked like Frankenfutter in green. Oh my God. <laughs> a little bit a little bit yes now our finale sounds very much like you can't stop the beat from hairspray which i guess it's an 80s movie technically but i think it was supposed to sound a little more like footloose but we love a fun finale number um now for those who know if you know you know um when they did the wig loose choreography line it was the same exact choreography line that you see in um the steps classic song tragedy if you don't know what i'm referring to go watch the move it's that they do it. It's the same thing. Oh, uh, so thank you. Thank you for including that. <laughs> now, mistress is wearing a look that ends up being one of her better looks and it's not even hers, which is quite funny. Uh, her in the red was great, which again, it's like, why put her in red and also put Selena's character in red? Maybe they, I don't know. Maybe they didn't have the right size. Maybe they didn't think that Selena was going to be there. <laughs> Poor Marsha not being in this. I 100% believe she would have played heaven and she would have win, been the winner of the week. 100%. I believe you. She would have slayed it. This was her, this was her thing. This was her um, I feel so bad for her. Poor girl. <laughs> I think this was very much the best musical as it was very clean. It was very fun. It was very powerful. I don't want to give them this idea, but I could see World of Wonder turning this into a fully realized show. Oh, that would be amazing. Like even like a 45 minute full musical on WoW Presents Plus. Yeah, I agree. This was a really good, um, a really, really good musical. I haven't seen a more entertaining musical since, was it, was it like the first musical with Adore and Courtney? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was like the last time I remember like a really good musical. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really do think with the timing of everything, if, if they wanted to turn this into a rusical, a full length rusical type thing and donate money to charity, it could work. So World of Wonder, I just gave you an idea. Just hire me to finish writing it for you. That's an amazing idea. World of Wonder, listen up, y'all. <laughs> All right. Category is Everybody Say Glove. And in honor of the runway, we are going to play Glovely or Gloveless. Ooh. I'm just going to say it. I think I have strong feelings here. I don't know. I know there are going to be people who disagree with me on some of the things I'm going to say, 
but I have been supported by other people who have slid the DMs. And when they went through the two boots, they had opinions like mine. So I feel validated, but we're going to see if you and I are on the same page. Are you ready? Okay, work. Let's let's do it. Lucy LaDuca, look by Lucy. Um, I have to assume that this is one of the last concepts she created because this is not up to par with some of the other looks she's shown in her portfolio. It's incredibly simple. The star of this runway needs to be the gloves. Sure, they're webbed finger swamp monster gloves. They were cute, but they were not taken far enough. I think this is a cute latex number for a walk around. It's safe at best for a runway on Drag Race. It's a meet and greet look. Mm-hmm. Hate it. I just can't believe this is what she came out with. Yeah, I mean, the wig was everything. Mm-hmm. Um, those legs are, oh my God, wrap them around me, please. But no. Like if 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 she came out as the full creature from the Blue Lagoon and then revealed into the swimsuit, fine, I get it. This in this version was not far enough. Yeah. Also, like the webbing of the gloves, just I mean, it could have given me like more dimension. She could have put like like veins in and like Mm -hmm. made them more exaggerated. That's why I think this is the last thing she created for the show. Across the floor, like like webs, kind of like a mermaid like something just more yeah. just exciting not this like vinyl and yeah Orville loved her in the musical and right off the bat felt like she carried it very strongly Michelle says it was well done and was professional she says she hopes she had fun and she knows she's a workaholic mm-hmm. she says she did the shape of water type of creature from the black lagoon and found it to be cute I'm going to give this a gloveless same audience not a fan 24% glovely 76% gloveless Mm. Anitra, look by Hivamir Domonoshkiv. Uh, Again, the problem for me is that the gloves are not the feature of this look as the star of the runway. They needed to be the, f- the, the, the thing that really got to us. And for that to happen, the stage needed to be pitch black with no lights on. We did not get to see those lasers do anything. Um, I think the styling is very dance number realness. And again, not a strong runway for what Drag Race calls for. It's safe at best. It's been, and also, you know, from the past, you, there's been, I think it was Ginger Minge that mm-hmm. uh, had a look that lit up, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. they won't dim the lights for you when you come. Unless it's a runway that's specifically a glow up look. Exactly. For you. So it's, so it's not, you're like, you're, it's just not going to be as effective. That look, I'm sure, is going to look stunning at a bar in a club setting. Yes. But also, it's, a panty and a and a bra and a glove and a waist. Orville likes her outfit, calling it a Dragtron future. Ross says the mama bacon isn't the biggest part, but she managed to take the solo and have a real moment. Michelle says it was really powerful and felt she was there for these kids. She says the lip sync will stay with her for a really long time. Ruth says it was so fulfilling because she really understood what her role is and she lived it. She says it was very, really fabulous to watch. Um... Based on principle, I have to go gloveless. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I. it's a chop. Sorry. Audience, oh. y'all gave her a very, very, very safe path here. 79% glovely, 21% gloveless. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Everybody was nice. I, well, no, I don't let's agree. talk about Mistress Isabel Brooks. Uh, look by Patrick Howell. Uh, the look is sensational. I love this yellow on her. If she had the gown, I would have believed you. The gloves are present, but they are not the star as they are essentially just turned into sleeves. 
where our eyes see that stunning puff shoulder boa. It is not a glove. If she removed the taffeta and it didn't look like it was attached to the glove, I would have said it fits the brief, but we are really reaching here. Also, the strings of diamonds from one glove didn't much add much, but distract from the fact that they were not gloves, but sleeves. Mm -hmm. Agreed. It was a beautiful gown with a beautiful look with a beautiful wig, but it was, I mean, it didn't really fit like the glove. I mean, she could have worn this for anything. Michelle says her solo was so well done. She says she had a good time and was into it. Ross says she got to play this church lady who they are facing in real time. And somehow she hates her, but was rooting for preacher teacher. Orville says when she turned the corner for the runway, he really gasped. Having just seen her in the rusical wearing something so different says it was so cool to see the glamour. Rue says that she did Houston proud. Um, now, aesthetically, this is where my struggle is. I will give it a very, very, very soft, lovely because I'm gonna I'm gonna believe that they were gloves, but from what was presented, I do think they were sleeves. So, mistress, let's see the full look. Take the fucking boa off. So I'll give her a very soft lovely. I give her a lovely. Um, it is a stunning look. She just the, the the only note for me is that um I wish that she had done something to make the glove stand out. Maybe like worn a different like like a contrasting color. Black. To- silver yeah black or white like rhinestone the shit out of those gloves and have dripping chains and make them the star make them the star of the moment like that you're on drag race audience 82 percent lovely 18 percent gloveless okay work that's fair friends don't at me i don't want you to at me now i don't have anything against lux but let's talk about it lux noir london look by ashton michael casts casts (laughs) by marco marco Work. The styling of a punk kid is it's exceptional. We have not seen this from her. I love the originality. See, Lux copycat replicas are not always needed. You can do your own thing. Mm-hmm. My problem is they are casts. They are not gloves. They are just not because you're not going to convince me that anyone who's ever worn a cast is actually wearing a glove. Right. She didn't do the runway. And I know I'm not alone in thinking this because I got lots of messages about it. I am all for interpretation. But this was just blatant disregard for the category. No one will convince me that these are gloves unless you PayPal me ten thousand dollars. Period. Tax, tax free, tax free. <laughs> um. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the wig, <laughs> iconic. Uh, <laughs> the the whole look, the vibe of the look, I love it. Um. But yeah, those are casts. Those are not. I mean, I see where her head was at, and I appreciate it because it's a it's a very cultural reference. But no. No, like if, if, I don't know what the exact definition of a glove is, but most of the time, like we will say that gloves have fingers mm-hmm. or you have like fingerless gloves that are deliberately cut. No, 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 no. This is not that. This is th- th- these are casts. They're casts. I agree. Ross says that it was a little tiny part, but she didn't miss a beat. Michelle says that she knows how f- she feels about the gayetry that surrounds her and connects that she lives authentically and it shows up in everything that she does. Lux says that she was gay since she popped out of the womb and I believe it. Oh, holy Rue sad. says that she knows that initially want- she wanted Heaven Bacon role and got into it with Lucy, but Lux will clear it up and say that she had the role first and then she gave it to Lucy, but that's in the past and we're going to talk about that in the future. <laughs> For now, I'm giving this gloveless. I will give it a gloveless too. Audience, 67% gloveless, 33% gloveless. Selena City's look by Bicala, hair by Gemini, Gemini de Barbe. 
She was looking for attention and then remembered that she has no idea how to style herself. The star of the runway should have been the gloves and they almost were. They really could have been if they didn't melt into the color story of the catsuit, which in turn was actually more interesting. I love the idea of the big giant glove hands, but what was the story here? What's the concept? Again, if she had this look and then created gloves for it, I believed you. And if that is the case, I would have used gloves in black to really make them pop. Now, this is where I disagree. Go for it. I actually really like that this look. Um, I think that it is cohesive. I think that everything makes sense. Um, I think that she is, other than um, other than Sasha, she got she actually got got the mark. She like actually accentuated the crap out of those gloves. And I mm-hmm. think it's camp. I think it's fun. I think it's celebratory. I, I like it. I'm here for it. Michelle says she loves seeing her in the classroom as Tuck as she thought it was Rosie O'Donnell in a league of her own. But she loves seeing her go wholeheartedly into the look because it was so different for Selena. Selena says it was really scary for her as Jason doesn't go out in the world like that. She says it was vulnerable for her. Orville says that when they all came out in drag at the ball, it was such a big change from her character and thought it was a job well done. Ross will have to face it that there is so much going on in the jumpsuit that he just realized she had gloves on. He says it would have been more bold move to just do some black with it and really serve the gloves. And we all know from social media that um, Miss Selena had a couple things to say to Mr. Matthews. Oh, I'm going to give this a gloveless. I'm going to give it a glovely. And the audience agreed with you, but barely 55% glovely, 45% gloveless. <laughs> Split. And finally, Saja Colby, look by Howie B, hair by Preston Menzies. This is how you pay homage to the category while being unique and stylish. She has taken the concept of a baseball mitt and turned it into an entire look. The way that the variations of the glove colors come together to create the top and bottom and arm pieces and leg pieces. This was so smart. I've always wanted an Audi TT with baseball glove leather seats and honey. This is what she was serving. I love this look. I, I could see this in a Moschino runway. I can see this in Fashion Week. I I love it. I can see this in a magazine. I am here for it. She looked amazing. It was a very creative and very true to her mm-hmm. uh, rendition of the challenge. And that's honestly, out of everybody else, she actually proved originality. So Absolutely. Ross will ask why she chose the part, and she says that she really wanted to show a trans woman not afraid to go for the laugh, and Carl spoke to her because he reminded her of her dad when he was alive. He had a very overbearing wife, and she and still managed to have fun and love her in drag. Ross will say that he loves seeing her um, this season take risks to show them what she's got. He says it was a very smart uh, idea. Rue says when she saw Carl, she thought Carl was kind of hot. She says the look is so clever and chic. And Orville says when she transformed into the green dress, the number was so great. He says her look is very put together, but still has a lot of wit and charm to it. And Michelle says that there was so much in her solo that just lit up the stage. It's a lovely for me. Same. It, it's a oh uh, what's like the higher than glove it's a glovelier gloveliest lovelier it's 95 percent from the audience five percent gloveless well everyone has the right to their wrong opinion the dreaded question has arrived since the competition is neck and neck it's time to find out who should go home and why 
all dreaded? Yeah. This is my favorite question. Well, for the queens, it's dreaded. They, they, they don't like answering it. Oh, I, I listen, when I do, if, if and when I do get on the show, this is going to be my favorite fucking question. How did you know I was going to ask you that question? How you would do if you presented this question? Oh, really? Oh, well, you know, I'm psychic. That's... <laughs> <laughs> um, Lucy will kick them off and says to go by track record. She says that Selena has been in the bottom a lot. We're going to get a confessional from Selena, who is frustrated as Lucy cried on her shoulder and thinks she should have said Mistress and Lux since she doesn't like them. Anitra will say she feels bad, but statistics, that's the nitty gritty, and says Selena. Mistress <laughs> will be honest and say she is tired of being at the Sasha Colby meet and greet, and that's her biggest competition. Sorry, Auntie. Okay. Okay. Ooh. Now Lux will make this a moment. Let's give it to her for officially making the Block Talk End of the Year Award nomination for Most Iconic Moment. Literally. She will analyze the lineup. She says, Sasha Colby does drag on a level that is clean, cut, concise, but she puts that little extra thing on it that makes it the Sasha Colby experience. Selena brings something so unique with her perspective as it has so much heart. Mistress also has a unique spin on what she does as she is not afraid to push the boundary, which is something that is very admirable. Anitra, you never know what to expect, and she thinks that the unexpected is something she looks for. And now she will say that Lucy does what she does exceptionally well. However, her drag, for lack of a better word, is on the more generic side. She says everybody else in the lineup brings something a little different or unique, aka the white bitch is just too generic for me. But can we also just take a moment to celebrate the diversity in this final six? Yes, work. Mm-hmm. What did you think of Lux here? She deserves an, an Emmy she deserves an Oscar for this rendition. She deserves a um, a Kennedy Honors Award for um, this empowering speech. <laughs> she said, I have this moment to talk. Oh my God. You she are going to hear me. She, she was asked one question and she said, let me take you on a safari ride. Let me take you on a MTV Cribs tour. Let me take you on a journey. Now we, we've we've been talking about Lux and Mistress a lot this episode and what is calculated, what's honest, what's genuine. This is an honest, genuine moment coming from Lux. What she said is what she believes and she's presented it in a very smart and articulate way. It was so entertaining too. <laughs> but do you think she took it too far? No, I think it was her being her full authentic self. And sometimes that feels like you're taking it too far, but also like work. I mean, she she said what she said. <laughs> it's, it's really interesting because we've seen a lot of quote unquote fashion queens really just always say a campy queen is generic. Like it's always been a trope that we've seen in the world of drag. Mm-hmm. And she did this here. And it's really interesting that we're like kind of being like, okay, she's kind of right. But if you're Lucy, that is a slap in the face to basically say your perspective of drag is not good enough anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I, I feel for her a little bit because I love campy drag. That's the drag that I go for. But yeah, this, this was a good moment. And I think it's the kind of... Um, it's going to be turned into drag mixes. Oh my god! I I was already thinking. I was already thinking. This is a 
Um, I didn't have a sugar daddy, but I could have had a sugar daddy. You are not that type of girl. Yeah. Mom. It yeah. fully is. Selena will call out that the girls who said her name each time said that she was going to be the bottom, but they thought that you're going to be the top. Uh, so if they're looking for next America's next drag superstar, that's someone who's bringing something fresh to the game. She doesn't see future of drag and Lucy. And I hate that phrase future of drag. I hate it so fucking much. Let's retire it. Just like we should retire in a saboteur. Get rid of it. <laughs> Sasha I, says, I love me an in a saboteur moment. I, but it, but I joke about it. Literally, like, just if you want to d- keep doing it, Rue, just give us the merch. Let us all wear your Inescapator merch so we can at least not have to say it. Literally. Now, Sasha says, since you can't send them all home, she will send Lucy a Lux because they have two wins. They're tapping on her ass and she needs the competition gone. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Mistress was sitting there being like, are you kidding me? Not me? <laughs> I'm surprised that, that that wasn't like a, a moment. in Right? Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about Untucked after this bit, but Rue has decided that Anitra is the winner of the week. She wins a cash prize of $5,000. Mr. Sasha and Lux are safe, leaving Lucy and Selena as the bottom two. Do you agree? This was a hard week. It was a hard week. Um, I think that Lucy should not have gotten put in the bottom, but I, th- I think it should have been Lux and Selena. Um, but I get, I get what they were. I mean, everybody did really well. Everyone did well. Mm-hmm. If it was a different week and a different runway, I do think you're right. Lucy would have been safe. Yeah. Lux, even though she didn't fit the brief and they still liked it, it was the assignment. And that's why I would agree with you and put her in the bottom as well. Mm-hmm. But no matter what, Selena was going home. Oh, Absolutely. Well, well, you we could have put Selena about- against uh, Kelly and Michelle, and she still would have gone home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. Um, we'll talk about the lip sync. I'm ready. The song talk. is "Running Up That Hill" by Kate Bush. Wow, we love a show that tackles the pop culture hits of the moment. I can't figure out timeline wise. I guess part one of the last season of Stranger Things had already come out, so the song was already in the lexicon. Mm-hmm. So. I guess that's why they picked it, but I was like, they're they're literally filming when part two is out. Right. Very weird. It's a very intriguing song choice for a drag lip sync, especially coming from two campy queens. Uh-huh. Track record alone, Lucy was not leaving unless Selena like knocked it out of the park. I think Selena did better in that lip sync. I think she was giving more. Um, but also, I don't think either of them were giving enough for a lip sync battle. It's not I a good lip sync song. It's not a good lip sync song. Gave me, I, I mean, so um, at at my viewing party, I had um, two people, just like I, I pulled up two people on stage and had them fight for the death for a T-shirt, and even that lip sync was better than this. They were giving more. I mean, it just they weren't like giving. I don't know, like the emotion or or make it camp and run with it. It was just very like one no. Oh, it was we're running up that hill where you know it was very like, where is the fire? Like, y'all want to stay here or not? Lucy was giving you an emotional performance. And I, I haven't read their article, but apparently the song has an emotional attachment to her. Selena, she had a gag that I think she wasted 
the opportunity way too late. I think if she found a moment earlier in the song to do the glove reveal, it w- it might have changed things a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, because sadly, we were just focused on her big hands the entire time as opposed to the words. And mm-hmm. I think if she like made it a moment to like show the face and then drop the gloves, then we're back on the face. Yeah. So she, she took them off way too late. Mm-hmm. In the end, Lucy is here for another week. Selena, Selena has finally been eliminated after surviving the bottom many, many times. Do you agree? I agree only because she, I mean, I, I disagree because I think that she did better in the lip sync, but I agree that it was her time to go home. As she says, don't let them bitches dim your light. That's <laughs> how I feel recently. Gay bars, I'm free. You know I can bring you something iconic. Just you, just hit me up. Just right. let me know. I agree. Let's talk about Untucked, shall we? Oh my. We're going to zoom through these highs and lows. And this is probably by far the best Untucked we've had this season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, this episode, this whole entire episode is going to give them an Emmy. I hope. I hope so too. Now the ladies are going to head backstage as the judges deliberate. Everyone is in their feelings. Sasha is going to be feeling things, but it's Selena who is steaming. Mm-hmm. Mistress is on cloud nine. She thinks she did well in the Bruzgal. Um, The girls are not going to get booze. They're getting bubbly with sparkling water for this drama session. I was like, you missed the opportunity to get them liquored up. Come on, people. Oh, I know. Oh, but oh, it would have been such an even better episode. I mean, where is the house of love cocktails and mocktails? Right. right. Mistress is going to kick them off and say she's over the moon. And while she loves throwing people under the bus, this wasn't really the opportunity for her to do it. Sasha will piggyback on that and says she didn't want to put anyone down, but it's a competition and going on stats. She said the two who are very strong and Mistress is going to say, well, I picked the one who has the most wins because she needs us to keep relevant in there. Lucy is surprised to have heard her name and strongly disagrees with the opinions expressed and that she's not unique. She will note that she's dressed as the female version of the creature from the Black Lagoon and thinks that's the way she performs in a unique manner and has a comedic take on unique things. I wanted the full body, full room shot to see the eye roll coming from Lux. I wanted it. I wanted it so badly. <laughs> Anitra will say that they all had to save somebody. And if she could have said her greatest competition, she would have changed her answer. Now, Mistress says she didn't take it that way. And if she wanted to say who she really wanted to send home, she would have said it out there. Was she copying it out? No, but she's going to tell her right now. She would have said Lucy. Um, Lucy will ask if she dislikes her. At first, Mistress says yes, but then says she was joking and thinks Lucy understands that she's not coming from a place of being respectful, disrespectful or malicious intent. So we're going to go back to Heaven Gate. And Lux saying it was the truth that she gave Lucy the part. She will say that she didn't want Lucy to think she overpowered her. She will backhandedly say, though, that Lucy did a great job. She'll admit that. Of course, Lucy has a different take on the situation, says that first she gave her the roles as they were going back and forth, which actually is kind of the truth, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, she fought, so, she fought so hard for it and then gave it up this whole moment and was like, oh, no, I'll just. All right, fine. I'll just give you the part. <laughs> Now, Lucy will say sorry to Selena, knowing she's pissed at her. And Selena will say she understands she had to say a name, but the way that Sasha and Mistress were able to name a competitor or say the name of someone she actually doesn't care about should have been better. And I'm going to push back and say that we rarely ever hear someone say a name that's not based on track record or have personal beef. Mm -hmm. 
aren't some of these hoes the same ones preaching if you want to be the best you have to be the best yes so isn't it a bit hypocritical for them to then come for lucy for saying selena um it for sure is it for sure is i mean like i would have i would have also said selena but i I also would have said sasha because she would have been my biggest competition it's so interesting that like we all watch this show we know how this the the dreaded question goes like it's always usually based on track record or performance in the specific challenge I have a feeling moving forward, we're going to see some queens say they're toughest competitors. And there's going to be a season where the biggest front runner is going to go home for television purposes. It's going to happen. It has to happen in the future. You think so? Oh, absolutely. The, the, the show just watched what happened. They're going to get the drama and they're going to add another layer to the drama on it. So season 16, I'm going to predict it's going to happen. Oh my God. Ooh, stay tuned, y'all. Stay tuned. Selena's going to push Lucy to say a name, but Lucy will say the question was who should go home. She will say that they all got positive critiques, so she went with who had the most negative critiques to that point. Mistress will try to rewrite history and say if they wanted an answer based on track record, they would have asked that. No, girl, then this drama wouldn't have happened. Right. <laughs> Anitra will admit that she tried to duck the question, and Anitra also in the moment realized... I have a meme. I'm going to walk that fucking duck. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. With so much emotion in the room, Mistress is like, let's play a game. Let's say the first three words to come into your head. Lucy says, exhausted, hurting dick. Sasha agrees, exhausted, hurting dick, which was very funny. Everyone laughed at that one. (laughs) And Lux says, I am amazing. I would have gotten up to my I would have gotten up from my seat and slapped her in the face and said, Yes, you are, but come on. But do we expect anything less from Lux at this point? (laughs) No. And then Selena is like, I'm not playing this game. I'm in an emotional state. I don't want to play this game. And it ruins the entire mood. Entire mood. Mistress will try to ask if she's upset with the girls or with the situation. And Selena says that she can't blame anyone but herself having been the bottom. She is proud of what she did and she can't change the judges' minds, which is technically true. It's technically true. So the conversation will then turn completely to a different direction and and they're going to talk about who they miss. Prompted by Mistress, after Selena speaks her mind and you can see that Selena was just not having it. She's like, wait, are you now taking my moment away from me again? Mm Mm-hmm. Lucy is missing her dog and her best friend. Um, who would you be missing? My sister. Mm-hmm. Missing my sister. Oh my god! If I get a video message from my sister, I would start bawling. Well, Anitra, better say she's missing her best friend Nick because it's video time. Uh, say hey to Nick, who is happy and proud of her. Um, there was definitely a filter on that screen. <laughs> I'm just saying it. I mean, he said, oh, Drag Race? Oh, we're going to put that Paris. Season one filter. Um, (laughs) But we're going to have, we got to talk about the big surprise here. It was the video (laughs) from Nietzsche's dad, Rance. Um, She bawled her eyes out. It was so overwhelming. Uh, Literally speechless. Yeah. Um, Now, first, she will share, because she needs to make it a happy moment. Uh, She will tell the room that Nick is single for those who think he's hot. And I'm sure there are a lot of people searching for Nick and sliding into his DMs. I thought he was cute, too. She says that hearing their voices and seeing their faces make you miss them even more. And 
says there are very few times that she's heard her dad say he loves her and it's a big moment for her. And we've heard a lot about Anitra and her family situation more so than a lot of other contestants this season. Yeah. Good things are going to happen for Anitra. She may not win, but good things are going to happen for Anitra. Agreed. Agreed. Also, she deserves good things to happen to her. She's had mm-hmm. a, a rough family moment. She says every part of their relationship is new and didn't think he would be accepting or understanding. And again, this is the things we need to see on the show and celebrate on the show and share to um, the people who are saying that drag is bad. No, no, no. This is what drag is. Mm-hmm. All right, daddy's here. Orville Peck comes backstage with those pants. <laughs> those pants. Oh, and he's so fine. Oh my God, he's good. He, he tells them they did a great job and that they're killing it. He hopes they are all proud of themselves. And he also shares that he is unapologetically extra but had imposter syndrome until recently. It held him back in situations he could have enjoyed more. You connect to people who are open and present. Now, Mistress will ask him if the crossover of being gay in the country scene is really hard, and Orville says he grew up thinking that being gay wouldn't let him be at the table for any reason, which was a privilege, but he's had obstacles and bigotry. He comes from the mentality that if you feed into the boundaries, you won't get past them. He says, be authentic and true to yourself and tell your stories while ignoring the noise. I was like, okay, I I like that piece of advice. Um, Because sometimes these guest judges come backstage and they're just talking about themselves. Or just keep yeah. yeah, this is this is important to hear that kind of thing because it is someone who is um, in a scene that definitely is very much against him. Mm-hmm. Agreed. As Orville is whisked away, the girls say, "Take that thing off your face." To which he says, "I'd like to keep it on, please." We stand a fan. Oh, he can just take everything off. Yes, he can. That's yes, the can. face. Just take it all off. And now Orville Peck has been a guest judge on Dragula. He's been a guest judge on Drag Race. He's he's got the duo. He's got it all. Him and um, uh, what's his favorite earlier this season? Um, why am I blanking on his name? Trixie Mattel. No. Um. <laughs> um. Yeah. She'll ever guest judge on this show. No. Um. From what we do in the shadows, Harvey Gann. Uh huh. There you go. He did the same thing. The queens are going to practice their lip syncs as they have little idea who will be in the bottom. Selena is ready to go home. This is her moment. Lucy is proud of what she did in the Rusical, but didn't see herself in the bottom to go home now. She would be devastated. We watched the lip sync one last time. Selena is feeling all the feelings and her titties are sagging in back in the workroom. She thinks there are people who see what she was trying to do. And then she's going to offer a piece of advice to baby queens. Know who your drag persona is and don't be selfish. Not the first things I would say, but I would definitely tack them on as like number five or six. Mm-hmm. I agree. The selfish part, very, very much so. I think the first one for me to share with people that are not doing drag but want to do drag is to always stay true to yourself. Mm-hmm. No matter what that is. I think for me, number one, unfortunately, too many people don't adhere to it. Number one is be kind. Mm-hmm. Get too far. But isn't it crazy that we even have to tell people that it's Isn't very it vile it's, it's very sick how that's how, how that just shouldn't that should just come in with the with like the the from the fab like from the from the birth right like there are literally fun. baby drag queens out there who get called out on social media because they're not kind and then you're done it's over right and if you are and listen if you are a baby queen listening to this podcast please if people talk 
people will say, people will tell the truth about you on being unkind and ears will listen and you will not be anywhere if you That's are true or bitchy or you think you're better than everybody else because you're going to get a huge reality check. Mm-hmm. We're going to watch Selena cry. She tries to open her letters and read them, but she's just going to joke about the titty drawings. Mm-hmm. And then she's going to steal Wigless Michelle uh, since Lux already stole the wig from the uh, puppet. Do you think Mistress got her back? Both the, the puppet and the wig. Mm, I do. I think yeah, so. Probably. Yeah. Well, I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast. Are you ready? I'm ready. Burn them. What is Selena's legacy? Selena's legacy is she is, I think that she is Latin excellence. It is so nice to see the Latin representation in the show. And she is also, there is, there is a, a lovely human in there too. There, she has her sense of humor. I, I very much grew to love watching her during the season. I very much grew to love how, um, how just there is, there is this very relatable child in which I could see myself um, relate. Like I, 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 I saw a lot of the traits in which I had growing up in Selena and I could see the, the upbringing that, were, that was very similar to Selena. Selena proved that she is resonate with that. She proved that she's a great reality television character. She's good on television. She knows what a show needs from her. Um, As far as a drag persona, there definitely was times where I think she entered the show that she wanted to be Selena every moment out there, but her vulnerability did show and Jason did pop out a lot. And there is very much a difference between the two. Um, Even just the way Jason talks it's different. Um, so when she gets the call back to be on All Stars because that's television, she's going to be on again. I hope she knows how to present herself again. Mm-hmm. And I hope she does listen to their critiques and mm-hmm. understands it's not to hurt, it's to help. Yes. Because yes. what the judges said is a lot of what the fans are saying too. She's very and sensitive. She's very she sensitive. You can and very- I think... She, she she is a good representation. She is someone that I think a lot of people were excited to see. And now she's just going to take it all and run with it. Run up that hill. <laughs> oh my. Please run up that hill. And not like that lip sync, but run up that hill full speed ahead. Who won the week? Not necessarily the winner of the challenge. Who was the winner of the episode? Lux. Okay, Lux. All right. I'm going to say Sasha so much. She was featured so much. Oh, and Sasha too. Yes. But yeah. also like, Sasha for me is just like already such a, such a um, no brainer that like, yeah. she's just like ab- above, she's on a league of her own. She really is. We got a makeover challenge next week. <gasps> Who do you think has what it takes to create a family member? Oh, wow. Uh, Sasha. Yeah, I think Sasha, this is an easy peasy one. Um, Historically, we've always seen the campy queens not do well here. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Lucy has a very specific paint. I will like to see how that paint turns into another human's face. Um, 
I think Mistress is going to do very well and surprise a lot of us because she can paint. I don't know about Lux either. I'm a little nervous for Lux as well. Mm-hmm. Same. I think that the top runners are going to be uh, Mistress and Sasha for sure. They're... And then Anitra, I think, is just going to be safe because she can do something unique no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, all you got to do is put the little scar and it's, oh, look, family resemblance. And she's going to find her voice because she's very good at finding her voice in a lot of these things. She's a very versatile performer, but she's also really good on her feet. So I feel like she's going to be doing just fine in this. And if we look at the edit, you know the producers are ready to put Lux and Lucy in lipstick. (laughs) They're ready for it. I think, and I, oh man, I I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think it might be Lucy's time or Lux's time next week. That's what I'm After 12 episodes. The winner of the season is. Oh man, do I even have to say it? Say it. Sasha Colby. It, 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 you, it, I'd be shocked if there's anything other result. She is. She is. I mean, every every week I say she is the moment. Like she is just the. She's very much like the Bianca Del Rio of the season. I mean, we are basically battling for second place at this point. Like for the longest time, I was like mistress, mistress, mistress. I mean, I think it's Anitra. I think, After this week, it's I think it has to be Anitra. She's fully solidified herself into being the in in the very top as well. Like she might be the actual winner of the season, like not as the crown, but like she won the season. Just how much she's beloved. So Absolutely. cool. Absolutely, I can't wait to see that top too. It's gonna be I, good. I mean, it is it, for me. It's definitely Sasha and Anitra. Rumor has it it's gonna film next week. So don't oh, tell me anything, people, because I don't want to know. Oh wow. Is it going to be in LA? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's exciting. They were selling tickets to DragCon buyers. Oh, wow. Work. All right. Well, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? I am everywhere at Hassan in the world, H-A-S-S-A-N in the world. Um, I'm on Instagram. I am on Venmo. I am on literally every app imaginable. Um, and I have a couple of things happening. You can find me on um, Thursdays at the Aster, Friday at Albatross, and Saturdays at El Barrio Taqueria for Drag Run. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. It was a blast. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. 